It, it is a process. And, you know, that's why if you start off with a budget and you know how much extra you have by cutting out that extra fat, what that's going to enable you to do is to then turn around and start paying off debt and building up your emergency fund and kind of getting back on your feet. That's going to be your budget. regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. It's that time of year again when everyone's making their list and checking it twice, preparing for Black Friday, and hopefully coming up with their budget <laughs> for Christmas. What if you don't have a Christmas budget? How do you make sure that your biggest beneficiary is not the credit card companies? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible. The retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hola. How you doing? Oh, I'm This is one you. of your favorite topics. <laughs> See, this is where we sit around the breakfast table and, you know, just reminisce. Well, you know, I just want to be this is this, I'm sure every person out here, you know, just loves talking about budgets because it is just, it's thrilling. It's exciting. You know, yeah, well, I want to be sure that everyone understands that this was my idea <laughs> because, because the reason that I think this is so important is because I can tell you over the 20 years, 20 plus years we've been together, married, probably one of the greatest arguments. And I'm sure this is not unlike most married couples, but we fight over things like how we spend our money. And Have where we, we ever spend had a disagreement on <laughs> Yeah. That? That's, I think we're unique that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, anyway. But, but you know, I mean, it is, it, it's, it's, uh, it stinks, you know, having to talk about that and, and be that disciplined and in the words of, of Jocko Willink, right? I mean, you're right. Extreme ownership and discipline equals freedom. And, and, and it really does when you, when you boil it down to, to that, um, if you have a budget, especially this time of the year, especially this year, right? Inflation. I mean, taxes and I mean, things are just out of control supply. So now we're paying way more than what we ever would have before. And so it's so important to, to have that budget. Well, and, and, you know, over the years, I think you and I having the conversation about, you know, um, some of those n things that you can't necessarily put a price on and those, those experiences that you want to have with your family, yeah. but in the back yep. of your mind, 
you're always saying, what does this look like 10, 20, 30 years down the road? And obviously having had the opportunity to work with a lot of clients and put a lot of plans together, there has been that moment in my uh, life where I've sat back and said, ah, now, now, now but, but, I understand this evil uh, yeah. item that is called a budget. And the reason why I, I have had a trouble with it has been just because of the fact that a lot of things come up along the way and they change how, where, what you're spending your money on. And it's important to revisit that on a regular basis. Well, every, every month. Every month. Every. It's so, it's so important. And, um, but you know, going back to safety, income and growth, right? I mean, the, the, the reason for that methodology is if you have everything in place, when things turn upside down, go bad, go crazy, whatever, as, as they often do, cause that's life, right? Life happens. You know, you, you're going to be more prepared. You're never, it's never going to be perfect, but you know, you have to kind of roll and adapt with it in, um, <laughs> everyone here knows I'm all about the process, right? Everything. Well, and, and it does. And having that process, you know, it provides the outcome, you know, or, or a more disciplined outcome of, of really what you're, what you're trying to get to. And, and, you know, I want to give everybody something, a, a useful tool, something that they can actually take with them and use and implement themselves, uh, you know, from the budget and paying off debt and, but even some advice early on. I mean, we tend to focus uh, what we do here on those uh, coming close to retirement. But what I think is probably one of the most uh, eye-opening things is having a budget young. Yeah. Having um, makes all the difference. Makes all the difference because it, then, indeed, you can start to see where maybe you need to get tighter on your budget or where you can afford to spend a little bit more money. But inevitably, like those questions that come down the pike to simple things like you're starting your marriage and you're buying your first home. I don't think that anybody understands the amount of money outside of the mortgage, outside oh, yeah. of taxes and insurance, but the things that hit you unexpectedly. <laughs> How about the family? You know, we've been working with them for years and they, they just bought uh, <laughs> an old farmhouse. Um, and you know, it passed the inspection with flying colors and now they're going through it. Oh, they've got it. You know, the HVAC has got to be redone and the plumbing and, you know, now the, the list keeps coming. And even with a new house, you know, you, if you got furniture and, and drapes and, you know, just other, there's always something else. And so you, that's why having that, that budget is so important, you know, just in life. And then, you know, part of that process is, you know, having the budget for, for Christmas and birthdays and anniversaries and vacations. And, you know, having that all rolled up into, into one, um, and, and it doesn't have to, and we, actually we were talking about this today in our, in our, you know, um, Monday morning meeting, um, where, you know, Hey, we can get really down into the weeds, but you know, the reality is most people aren't going to do that. Um, well, you know, we got to keep, people want to keep it simple and super specific about how, where, like how I am, yeah. right. I mean, getting down into, okay, inflation for this, and there's a different rate inflation for that. You know, for, for our purposes, that's really important because everything's about the math. But for, you know, the the couples just starting out to, to those getting ready to retire, keeping it keeping it simple, the KISS method, right? Yeah. Keeping it as simple as possible so that people follow it. 
is going to be key. And, you know, when you look at, you know, again, there's a process for everything and, and, you know, there's a couple steps and just going through this process, just starting off on a budget, you know, paying off debt, um, saving and, um, you know, and building cash reserves. And so let's just kind of go through those step by step what those are and, and, you know, what, what advice we can give people and help them, you know, and offer some of the budget forms and things like that. So people can actually use those tools in their, in their, their everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, I I don't even think a lot of people even know how to balance a checkbook or, or make that a priority in, in their lives anymore. And, and a lot of us have gotten away from that. The reason we've gotten away from it is due to just simple time constraints, but the, the value of doing those things, of realizing where your money's going, of the amount of, right. I mean, it, you've got all kinds of tools that are out there. Like I, I just saw an app where it keeps track of your your subscriptions because people sign up for things and they don't even realize it. But you also have to be careful with those because a lot of those are open source. And so your information's out there. So again, I'm, I'm just, you're exactly right though. Um, you know, kind of uh, know, know what you're doing. So, so let's talk about the first step, right? Which is, I mean, build a budget. And this is so hard hard because <laughs> you have uh, uh, the the saver and the spender, and it's not as rigid as that because it depends on the situation, right? You knew I was just rolling I, my I eyes. Know. Not that. It, <laughs> well, your it, priorities and-, it, it, and it, it, that, yes. That's exactly it. And, and so the key for this is- um, Compromise. Well, and, <laughs> and communication, right? Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, it, it really is. Yeah. And, you know, starting down in, in the very beginning- so when we work with families, how, how often does this happen where we get all we get, they send in their budget, you know, we, we start building the, the rough draft of the retirement fitness plan. They come in, we review it and I'm, and I'm like, okay, you're making X and you're spending Y. And so at the end of the month, you have about $4,000 left over <laughs> yep. and everyone looks at me and says, uh, no, we have nothing left over. I'm like, okay, so you got to understand what you give me is what goes in the plan. And most people don't even know what they're spending. So one of the things that I would recommend doing is, you know, getting one of those tiny little spiral notebooks, um, you know, one of those little memo pads that you stick in your back pocket or your purse. And for 30 days, write down absolutely everything that you spend from a stick of gum, right, to a cup of coffee. And, and it is monotonous and it's horrible and everything else. But I'm telling you, you know, typically we find, you know, or people, you know, the families that we're working with, they find an extra 350 to, you know, thousands of dollars a month extra. And sometimes it doesn't need to be as, as, as much, uh, as much work as getting a spiral notebook and writing it down because most of what we, we use the same vehicle usually to pay most for, even if we use a credit card and because we're doing points, we put it all generally in a place. It's going through and reading through but, but it's, everything it's, that you see. it's the conscious part of it. It's yeah. just like paying cash for everything, right? You know, so it's the physical act of writing it down, just like the physical act of, of paying cash for things. Great. You know, I, I, because I, it becomes painful. Yeah. It's now all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> oh, no, it, it is. It's like, oh my gosh, that, this is my fifth cup of Starbucks this week already. And, you know, I'm at, I don't even know how much Starbucks is. What is it? Four bucks? I don't no, know. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. All right. You can't even go there. Right now. <laughs> so. but, but, you know, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. And and once you kind of get that budget together, do do a rough budget and then go back and look and write down everything, you know, for 30 days. 
Because if you write down everything in your budget and you say, okay, I'm, we're spending $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 a month, whatever it is, and we're bringing in you know, more than what we're spending, but we don't have any money left at the end of the month, then that's when you go through the exercise because yeah. that is so very important. Um, then what that also does is it, <laughs> it stimulates the conversation as to, okay, uh, you know what? You're spending way, way, way too much on coffee. Oh, yeah? Well, you're spending way, way, way too much on lunch. You know, and it's, and it's going back and forth as a team yeah. and saying, okay, you know what? You're right. You're, I am spending way too much, and this is what we need to do, you know, because we've really got to – um, you know, start putting money away. We've got some credit card debt. We've got car payments. We've got Christmas coming up. You know, we've got to make sure that we can afford these things, you know, as the price of heating oil is going up, gasoline, taxes, all these things. So, you know, having a budget now is so very important. So, so that, that's really kind of step one. Yeah. Now, step two is, is you know, in our safety, income, and growth, you've, you've got to have money that's safe, right? Just set aside for emergencies. Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, and I forget there's a couple other people that say $1,000. And, and, you know, I think you need to really, especially nowadays, have at least $2,000, right? And and here's why. I mean, our kids went and filled up gas, you know, in, um, in, in our cars, and, you know, it cost them, you know, $60, and they about had a heart attack. So every Everything is, is so much more now. You want to make sure that you have enough money set aside for emergencies. But this is not your cash reserves. This no, is not your six. Th- this months. is just starting off. If you don't have any, if you don't have anything saved up, all right, this is the very beginning. Let's just say we're starting from scratch. You don't have any money in the bank. You know, you've got credit card debt, you've got car payments. Where do we start? So this is kind of like ground zero. And the reason you want that $2,000 is because you really want to make sure that if something happens, you're not putting more money on your credit cards. All right. You, you build up that cash reserve so that that way, you know, you, you go right into to step three, which is, you know, paying off your, your debt. In, in our debt calculator, you know, the way that it works is, um, well, I mean, simply there, there's only four ways to pay off debt. It doesn't really matter. Okay. The, the first one is the snowball, which is really, you know, you're paying off the, the smallest balance first. Okay. And then as soon as that's paid off, you, you take whatever that monthly payment was and you put it on, onto the, the next debt. And then once that second debt is paid off, you take the payment from the first and the second and you roll it into the third. And these are basically taking baby steps because it's painful to take a debt when you're looking at it and say, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this paid off? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 the baby step of taking it. Most people are going to look at something and say, "Oh, you got to take the highest interest rate and you've got to pay it off first. But again, it's it's, it's got to be what's easy, it's, right? And you've got to be able to complete a task. And if you can't right. get to the point where you can complete it, then it's not going to ever benefit you in any way. Yeah. So. And, yeah. And, you know, I mean, and that's the key, which is, you know, and so the second way is the highest interest first. Now, the snowballs, the probably people have the most success with that one because it's the easiest, right? You know, the the highest interest first, you know, 
nine times out of 10 is more economical and you'll pay things off quicker. But again, the snowball is the easiest. Um, you know, the third way is, you know, doing a custom payoff, which is a combination of the highest interest first and, and a snowball, depending on the situation, because you've got people planning for weddings and, you know, business credit card. I mean, you know, there's a whole lot of different situations. And then the last is, you know, you just pay it as agreed, you know, and especially when it comes to credit cards, if you're paying those those minimum monthly payments, you know, we're seeing credit card interest of 25, 29% again. And I mean, you're looking at, you know, a $5,000 balance at those rates paying the minimum payment, it's going to take 35, 40 years to pay those off. So, but I think where you're getting to right now is, is setting up a plan no matter what, this is all about a plan, it is. but it, it, it is setting in motion something that you can repeat over and over and over again. So it's the process. Yeah. It, it is a process. And you know, that's why if you, if you start off with a budget and you know how much extra you have by cutting out that extra fat, what that's going to enable you to do is to then turn around and, you know, start paying off debt and, you know, building up your emergency fund and, you know, kind of getting back on your feet or, you know, if you're already there that's going to be your budget, right? This is our budget for Christmas. And if we keep doing this, then we can set aside our budget for vacation. So you're going to have the cash ahead of time. So as you're, as you're doing these life experiences, um, you know, vacations, concerts, whatever it is, you know, you're going to enjoy yourself that much more knowing that at the end, it's the end. You don't have to start paying then because it's already paid for ahead of time. Yeah. And, and boy, oh boy, when you get to that point where you actually are looking at, uh, I have the money that is now saved for something that you end up saving more money because you can pay for those vacations ahead of time instead of last minute. And, yeah. and uh, speaking from experience, I think we've all been there, but I can definitely say go back through our marriage and when we've made those long planning decisions, it's when we have, it's been the most economical chip, trip for us, or it's been the best investment for us. When we were the most disciplined, you know, it was the most free that we were, you know, and enjoying it. I mean, it really was. And, and it really does. It's, it's all about having that process so that that way we, we can enjoy the outcome. You know, step four is... Um, building your six to 12 months cash reserves, Yeah, you know, again, as part of our safety income and growth, this is so key because look, we, we saw it after the tech bubble, you know, the housing bubble, COVID, right. Um, People were losing jobs and everything else. And if you, if you have debt and you don't have your cash reserves built up, you're, you're in trouble. And so the discipline up front is very, very painful. Okay, but the freedom that it gives you when things start to go awry, it can give you the ability to make the choice of, yeah, I don't want that job, so I'm not going to take it because I don't have to. You know, I'm going to wait until Mm. I have something that comes along as compared to, oh, my gosh, I just got to get something. I got to put food on the table. And, you know, and, and that's a reality. And so having that six to 12 months cash reserves. And when I say that, um, it's, it's, in an asset class that's that's liquid, accessible, um, it's not about rate of return, and it's so counterintuitive because everyone says, well, you know, how much money can I make? That's really not what it's about. Um, you, you don't want to have it in the market uh, because if the market goes down and you need it, you're going to be liquidating at a loss, and it really defeats the purpose. It has nothing to do with the rate of return. It has everything to do with liquidity and accessibility. The only asset class for that is is cash. And not a money market because they can go down. 
not a CD because if you cash it out early, you're going to have a penalty, um, not a fixed annuity, which is the insurance version of a CD, and it's the same result as a CD. Um, you, you know, you just want to have a liquid in cash, you know, just so if you have an emergency, it's it's there and it's readily accessible. And, you know, taking it one step further, I use my mom and dad as an example you know, growing up in, in Florida and, you know, they, they got hit with uh, the side skirted a couple of times with hurricanes and having the power outages and everything else. And I'll, I'll never forget in one particular time where the power was out, it came back on, but no one's bank cards were working, you, you know? And, and so you could get gas, you could get groceries, but if you didn't have cash, you couldn't get it. Uh, and, and I remember my mom and dad, you know, cause they had cash in their safe on hand, um, you know, just for emergencies, not a lot, but you know, just for emergencies. Um, and you know, they were buying groceries and filling up, you know, cars for, for people with gasoline, you know, so those are the things that you're really in when you get to the point where, you, you know, you, you don't have the credit card debt, you don't have the car payments, you've got a budget in place, you know, these are the things that you can do, which is, you know, help others when they're in need, which is pretty awesome. Well, and, and like, I think the one thing that uh, we've already slated out pretty well, but, you know, going ahead and repeating is doing these things establishes a habit and, it is. And, and a good habit. When you're recognizing what you spend every month and you're going, obviously it becomes a lot more, you're a lot more aware when inflation <laughs> comes into play and you're at the grocery store and you're like, that same grocery bill cost me such and such, you know, a month ago and now it costs me. So that is uh, the how, how about our water bill? Well, well, that yes, and you, you know, and 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 see, and and that's the whole thing because we knew what it was, and when we called, we knew there was a problem, <laughs> especially when it tripled. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it it is something that paying attention to that and not letting, I know a lot of people that just do online bill pay and they set it up monthly and it just goes out. They don't even in large part look or open up that bill. And I'm just going to say sometimes that really becomes extraordinarily painful when you go back and you're like, oh my gosh, we ran out of money twice as fast this month that we did last month because Again, being proactive, looking at that, seeing how you're spending your money. Especially in an inflationary period, yeah. right? You know, when, when you go from spending whatever, $30, $40 to fill up your tank, and now it's, you know, 75 Yeah, all these things bring full circle, but it's, it's important, I guess, when we start looking at, I mean, you and I have had many, many conversations, <laughs> and I'll say that in the nicest way, but specifically as it relates to Christmas, you know, both of us come yeah. from, from, you know, I know what I want to get, and you know what it costs, and those two things don't always meet very nice. Uh, yeah, a, little, a little bit of oil and water, um, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. But, but, you know, that's, that's the, uh, but that's the key, you know, is, is communicating it and, um, making sure that, it, that it's, it's part of the budget. Um, and part of that budget is saving, right? I mean, you know, growing up, uh, coming from a very blue collar family, you know, it's, would, it was drilled ingrained into my head, um, you know, pay yourself first and, you know, and it's so easy with, Student loan debt and everything else. I mean, it's really thing. You know, it's it's really easy to get upside down. But you know, if you go through these steps, you know, you establish a budget. You know, you you pay off your debt. You start your emergency fund. You know, you build up your six to twelve months cash reserves, and then you start saving money. You know, that's key. You know, I I tell everyone if you can pay yourself first ten percent, 
And each and every year, whether it's, and I always say do it on a Roth, you know, start with a Roth. And, and the reason you want to do a Roth, we're in a rising tax environment, right? No matter what anyone says, uh, David Walker, who was the controller general for, for the U.S., kind of like the CPA for America, right? Under uh, Clinton and uh, uh, George Bush II. So he's kind of agnostic, just a numbers guy. And he said in 2008, you know, any additional debt is really just, you know, deferred taxes. I mean, that's really what it was. And back then, the national debt was... I think $8 trillion. Well, you know, we, we've spent more than that in the last 12 months. Okay, so $8 trillion over the 200-plus years of the country, and we did eight in $8 trillion in, in one year. So we're in a rising tax environment. And, and what our, you're basically saying is the U.S. government needs a budget? <laughs> yeah, yeah not, not one of these, not, and not keep raising the debt ceiling. You know, but putting money in a Roth. So the difference between pre-tax and a Roth is, you know, if 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 you're if you make 30,000 a year, 50,000 a year, 100,000 a year, whatever it is, um and you let's just say that you're you you're making 50,000 a year, you're putting 10% away into a pre-tax, so that means 5,000 goes in, then on your W2, you didn't make 50,000, you only made 45. Right? So it comes right off the top. It's a haircut. But that growth um, is growing tax deferred, uh, along with the, the original contribution, when it comes out, it's hundred percent taxable, right? After the age of 59 and a half with a Roth is you're locking in your taxes now. So in that same example of, you know, 50,000, you put in 10%, that's 5,000. Well, your W2 is still going to show $50,000. The difference is that growth on that plus the original contribution when it comes out, you know, it's, it's tax-free. And and that's key because that has a huge impact on your budget when you retire because it impacts the taxability of your Social Security, the means-based testing on Medicare B, C, and D. Can't call it a tax. It's a premium adjustment charge, right? So the more you've saved the wrong way, the more it's going to cost you, which is going to affect your budget when you retire. Um, but I, but I tell people, cause with all the 401k plans that, that we work with, you know, for all the companies, uh, that we deal with, you know, as a meeting with the individual participants, I said, you know, just increase it 1% each and every year, just one, 1% a year. That's all you need to do. And it's that compounding effect year after year after year. Plus if there's a match, even if there isn't, you know, that could have uh, a six figure difference in your pocket at retirement. So putting money into a Roth, right? Because when it comes back out, it's tax free. Your Social Security, you know, it'll be less on your taxes, um, and it, it could lessen the amount on the means-based testing on your, your Medicare B, C, and D, which means you have more cash flow and you have more money to spend. So, you know, those are kind of, like you said, these are all baby steps, little by little. You, you start off with one, then go to the next, then go to the next. Um, but, you know, anybody who wants this, you know, we're going to be happy to, if, if you give us a call here at 614-526-4118, we'll give you the budget form. Um, we'll email it to you. It's a PDF that's fillable, right? Yep. And there's also the debt workout plan, which is basically a way to get out of your debt. It works that debt down to zero and you can move on from there. So those are a couple of Yeah, tools. it's a it's a calculator. So yeah, it'll actually definitely. go through and, and calculate the, you know, which is going to be the most efficient for you. Yeah. But when you can see that finish line, which that's what this debt workout plan does, it yeah. shows you what that finish line is. 
it is something that it gives you the approximate <laughs> month I, and year. I, I mean, it's it's pretty. You know, yeah. I know when I'm running. When you see that finish line, it just makes it so that you can make it to the end. And every yes. time you pay off one debt, you get to the next one. I mean, it's you know, it's the elephant rule. Anyone can eat an elephant just one one bite at a time. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the same. It's the same principle, just little like by that. little by little. All right, Ed. So if they want to get a hold of us, they can reach us at www.egsifinancial.com. You can go on there. You can schedule an appointment to take uh, some time to talk to Ed about the things that we've discussed today, the budget worksheet, the debt workout plan. You can reach us at 614-526-4118. Everyone needs help when it comes to uh, finalizing some details and getting our plan in place. And uh, this is just the beginning of those steps. And we'll do it. No charge. Just give us a call. We're here to help. Thanks, Ed. Thanks. When was the last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for, a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 102. 0619.